Hello, Frank Renton here with my track of the week from my regular weekly music podcast and a piece, or in this case, pieces of music that made a great impression on me and have been a large part of my musical life. But first, my track of the week and an arrangement by the Swiss trombonist, pianist, teacher and conductor Bertrand Maren. I think that I realised that Bertrand was easy making music in any environment from the first time I met him and I've always enjoyed music that he has written. Here he's arranged a little piece of Mozart, the third movement of the piano sonata number 11, marked a la Turca, for three great cornet players, Patrick Vergere, Harman van Hoorn and Raf van Leuveren, who came together under the title The Three Cornets, a perfect match, inspired by the three tenors, no doubt. In the podcast, it's actually the first of three pieces of Mozart, one for cornets and piano, one for French horn and wind band, and one for brass band, but you'll have to listen to the podcast to find out just what they are. For this moment, my track of the week, the Rondo a la Turca, played by the three cornets, a perfect match, accompanied by Allardyce Malone at the piano.
I wonder just what Mozart would have made of all that, and I think that he would just have been delighted to hear great musicians playing his music. I'll be back in a moment with my choice of music from my life, which might be titled How Frank Renton Came to Love the March. Frank Renton on Brass is the place that Frank shares his love of music with experts, players, aficionados, but perhaps most of all, people who don't know much about brass but just love the sound they make. As well as this new free-to-access Frank Renton on Brass podcast, we also have a subscription podcast platform. Why not visit frankrentononbrass.com for all the information about our podcasts and to sign up to join us and to have full access to them. Hello and welcome back. And after that terrific display of cornet playing, it's time for something a little more mundane. Or is it? Having spent much of my professional life conducting bands for the military, martial music of all kinds came to play a big part in my life, especially the playing of marches. After all, what would a parade be like without a good band playing good marches? I suppose the first time a march really thrilled me was the spring of 1952. I was a member of the Black Dyke Junior Band, but at short notice the senior band lost the cornet player for their Whit Friday commitment, and I got the call to deputise. Looking back, it all went in a bit of a whirl. I was only 13 years old after all, but I can vividly remember we played the band's signature march, Queensbury, and I just thought, wow. Thank you. 
Black Dyke Band, conducted by James Watts, playing Queensbury by James Kay. And shortly after that run out at Whit Friday, I was asked to join the band on a full-time basis, and we played the march at the beginning of every concert. And the novelty soon wore off. And I can't think of a single occasion when a march of any kind made a mark on me for another seven years, by which time I'd become a member of the Band of the Royal Horse Guards. We were a mounted band for ceremonial occasions, and looking back... We sounded pretty awful. To be fair, it can be pretty awkward just sitting on a horse when it's moving, never mind trying to play a musical instrument. The first big occasion of the year was the Queen's birthday parade on horse guards, the Trooping of the Colour. We had wended our way down from our barracks in Knightsbridge, playing a simple march every now and again, and parked ourselves at the back of the parade in front of St James's Park, whilst the foot guards did their bit. Suddenly the shout went up, Troop! and the mass bands of the Brigade of Guards, some 200 musicians, stepped off in slow time, playing the Troupe Les Huguenots, and sounded absolutely glorious, one of those never-to-be-forgotten moments. I still try and watch the Trooping of the Colour every year on television, but only for the few glorious minutes when the band play the slow troop, then I switch off. To be fair, the first time I heard it, the rest of the parade passed in a blur, and by comparison with what I'd heard from the foot soldiers, we in the mounted band sounded even worse when we struck up. Eventually I became a bandmaster with my own band and constantly tried to make our playing on the march musical and rounded rather than harsh and aggressive. But it wasn't until some 15 years later, when I became director of the Royal Artillery Band and Orchestra in Woolwich, that I got what I wanted. There was a long-standing tradition in the artillery that whereas the bands of the foot guards had trombones in the front rank, which gave a great immediacy to the sound, and lots of questions from senior officers about why the trombone slides didn't all go in and out at the same time, we had a front row of tubers and kept the trombones hidden. This led to a much broader and less aggressive sound, that and having lots of French horns, saxophones and clarinets on parade, rather than relying on the cornets and trombones to make the sound, was just magical. Then when the brass did join in the mix, the sound was just tremendous. 
I remember marching through the streets of London with the sound echoing off the tall buildings which surrounded us and thinking that it all sounded pretty good, with Principal Cornet Roy Billum getting amongst the brass players, stopping anyone from overblowing. Then, when we were involved at Buckingham Palace with the changing of the guard, and after the ceremony, the band sergeant major of one of the foot guard bands ringing to say that it sounded like a massive symphony orchestra marching into the palace forecourt. I think that it was a compliment. It's impossible to recreate the sound of a parade, and to be fair, I don't much like it when what I might call marching marches are included in concert performances, and I enjoy it even less when the conductor adopts a deliberately slower pace for effect. Marches are for marching, and express the strength and vitality of the soldier perfectly. The shoulders go back and one can step out with pride and conviction. I also think that some of the writers of marches from other countries better express that feeling of pride, so I've chosen a march by a French composer, Louis Gann, playing it, of course, the Royal Artillery Band in 1985 when I was their director. Le Père La Victoire, the father of victory. Thank you. 
I hope that gave you the urge to march about the place. I often think that nations like the French and Italians, who have great marches as their national anthem and sing them with great gusto before national sporting occasions, have won over on us, because God Save the King, wonderful as it is, doesn't seem to have the same sense of fervour about it. That was the Royal Artillery Band playing The Father of Victory by Louis Gann, and I hope that you will now join me at frankrentononbrass.com for my weekly music podcast and interviews and opinions in Beyond the Bar Lines and Frankly Speaking.